Vegetarian Zen, episode number 39. Happy Happy St. Patrick's Day. Day. May the luck of the Irish be with you. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Zeners, welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicky. And this is Larissa. And I don't know about that Irish accent. That was not good. I don't do accents very well. <laughs> well, we workshopped it. Yeah. And, and your your came Mine out was better than scary. Yeah. So. Yeah, I sound like a deranged leprechaun. <laughs> well, or, or Mickey Mouse with a with an Irish accent. For some reason our we wanted to make with your that, voice higher. I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. Well, welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. This is episode number 39, one more to 40. Uh-huh. And uh, in today's episode of the Vegetarian Zen podcast, we're going to be sharing some meal prepping shortcuts to help you set up your family for a week's worth of healthy meals. Now, this has been a challenge for us, too. And I think it's a challenge for a lot of people, trying to get really disciplined about setting aside some time on the weekends to help you to prepare for snacks and dinners and lunches and a lot of people run into this which is why fast food exists right i mean right. they try to fill that gap because they know that people are paying to do that and they don't they're trying to like you know fill fill that need i guess but right. unfortunately it's usually at a pretty high cost to your health right and if you listen to our podcast last week um on the the when we talked about supersize me the documentary then you know all about that so, uh, but yeah, so today, like Vicky said, this is something that is a challenge for us. And it always has been in 12 years, we haven't been able to get this together completely yet. Yeah. And I think the thing is, the trick is like anything else, it's it's about forming a habit, mm-hmm. right? And so right. it's about getting into habits and making it a habit. So we we have vowed to start to do a better job of that. But before we get into this main topic today, let's go ahead and start with a few updates. I think we have a couple of short ones, right, Larissa? We do. We do. Of course, the biggest one is that we we selected our winner for the juicer that we gave away as the grand prize in our Veggieversary giveaway, our uh, first annual. And so to let everybody know, and now this has already been announced on Facebook, and in fact, she already has her juicer. She's probably juicing away already. Awesome. We hope so. (laughs) Uh, But her name was Lauren Granger. So congratulations, Lauren. And thank you so much to you and to everybody else who took the time out to enter and to participate to share us on Twitter, to uh, pin, you know, repin the image on Pinterest. And just for everything that you do to interact with us every day, we really appreciate that. Yeah. And, and and we gave away quite a few other prizes during that month. And we anticipate we'll be giving away some more stuff throughout the year. So be sure to stay tuned. We like giving stuff away. I know it's fun. It is fun. All right. And then uh, we do have a couple of... Uh, Days coming up this week. So Tuesday is Awkward Moments Day. Yes. And so it was Vicky's bright idea for, <laughs> for us each to share an awkward moment uh, that we've had at some point throughout our our lives. And when she told me that, I, I asked her, I said, well, how long can I have? 
She picks up her diary. Dear diary. Yeah. Right. Let me flip through my 20 volumes from the past 10 years and I'll find one. But anyway, okay, so you go first. Okay, I'll go first because this one stands out and I, I like saying this um, as a lesson that I learned early, actually. So I think I was, I must have been about eight years old and for, we had a science fair at my school, like a lot of kids do. And for some reason, my dad entrusted me with paper bags and matches to demonstrate the power of heat in helping um, balloons rise. (laughs) And this was, I remember him showing me in our living room and he put the match under this open paper bag and said, now be careful not to touch the bag, you know, and inevitably, (laughs) during the actual demonstration in the science fair i'm showing the judge who probably was like an eighth grader i mean he was probably just like an older kid and he he's watching me i'm I'm talking about hot air and he says um excuse me and he like stops me from talking and like my bag apparently was on the other side was starting on fire (laughs) so he like yanked it off the table and threw it on the ground and stomped it and of course like the whole gym turns around and there's like my smoking science fair project. And <laughs> I mean, I was horrified, of course, but oh, sure. I, mean, I didn't cry or anything, but I was like horrified because I'm thinking oh, my dad trusted me with this and I blew it. <laughs> and um, I but I think it was more awkward for him, actually, because, you know, and I think I ended up getting an honorable mention just because they felt sorry for because they felt bad for you because <laughs> like somebody trashed you. You, you burned your your experiment and then somebody else had to trash it in order to yeah. put it out and save the school. Yeah. And I was <laughs> and I was only eight. So, yeah, lesson learned. Oh. But the lesson actually was that I remember my third grade teacher, Mrs. Benedict, she was really cool. And she had told me, you know, you tried something new and you shouldn't feel bad about that. You know, oh, sometimes it doesn't cool. work out, but sometimes it does. So that was really good. That really stood out to me. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny. We both chose something from our childhood. I mean, we've got I've got so much from the last, I don't know, 20, 20 years. But but <laughs> mine is from when I was around 10. And uh, this this is one of I think this is one of your favorite stories of mine. And it, it is mine, too. It's it's hilarious. My dad was always he was always being, you know, making wisecracks and jokes and and doing things. And he had a very um, what's what do you call his sense of humor? It's it's kind of dry, but sarcastic, yeah. kind of. And we were in the mall, I guess I was around 10. And we were in the mall, and we were getting ready to go on the escalator to go up. And I think it was up. But so anyway, he showed his hand for me to get on in front of him. And I did. And then I turned around to see if he was coming behind me. And the little stinker, he got this look on his this impish look on his face. And he, um, it, I was about maybe like four stairs up, you know, as it was moving. And he steps back off the escalator. <laughs> and I panicked. It was like just outright panic. And I just didn't know what to do. And there he was down there just with this grin on his face. <laughs> and I was just freaking out. I got up to the top. And, you know, it didn't occur to me that I, there's an, an escalator right there that I could just go back down or wait for him to come up. I was just... Yeah, when you're a kid. and No, yeah. it was just out and out panic. And, you know, of course, now I feel stupid about it. But, uh-huh. but uh, and he was just laughing. And he still, he thinks that's the funniest <laughs> thing. He's 70 now. And he thinks that's the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. So, but yay, dad. <laughs> Okay, so those are a couple of our awkward moments. Mm-hmm. If you're brave, why don't you uh, head out to our Facebook 
page and share some of yours. Yes, That's, please. Yeah, that would be awesome. If Make you me feel those. not so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe uh, leave a comment on the show notes. That'd be cool too. Yeah. Okay, so Thursday 320 uh, is World Storytelling Day. Ooh, That's pretty cool. That sounds fun. We should tell stories. Yeah. You know what's really cool is my mom used to read us stories all the time. Oh, and there was three of us, us, and she would let us each pick a story every night. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Our parents used to read to us all the time, too. Okay, and, and then, then Friday. Yeah. Friday is, uh, is? Puppy Day. Mm, sweet uh, puppies. Yeah, we can't get a puppy. I know. <laughs> I know, because our sweet little Molly Brown. Yeah, we've um, got we've got a senior, and she's she's stuck in her ways now. So. Yeah, she didn't want anything to do with any puppies. No, no. So, and we wouldn't do that to her. Yep. And then uh, one more thing, and this is exciting. This is very exciting for us. Uh, we are going to be interviewing Farnoosh Brock over the next couple of weeks. And Farnoosh, if you've listened to us uh, in previous episodes, is the author of the Healthy Juicers Bible. And we did a review of that, and uh, it's wonderful. And I know you've had more, you've been more in touch with her than I have. Mm-hmm. So why don't you kind of fill in a little bit? Well, Farnoosh has just come out with a new book called The Healthy Smoothie Bible. And we are waiting to receive a copy of that, but we are very anxious because we are um, really looking forward to all the good tips that she provided to us in the Healthy Juicers Bible. Now, Larissa and I are very open in the fact that we made a lot of mistakes when we start when we became vegetarians but once we got on the right track we started finding really good resources to help us be healthy overall and her book was one of the first books we found and bought and used as a resource to help us get started juicing mm-hmm. so i'm really looking forward to seeing what her smoothie book holds because I'm sure there'll be a lot of good information. Now you and I do smoothies. Mm -hmm. I've started doing them for breakfast also, which is really good. They never used to fill me up, but I found some good recipes that have a little more substance to them right? that have helped fill me up. So I'm really anxious to see. I'm sure she's going to have some really good recipes in there, including one of our own. So one of our own recipes got selected to be in her book. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that in a print format. That's going to be pretty exciting. And as Larissa mentioned, she'll be on, we'll be interviewing her about her book and also just some of her general, uh, she's got a website called Prolific Living. And so we really look forward to talking to her about that. Yeah, we do. And you're going to love her. She's just amazing. She's wonderful. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and dive into our main topic today, which, as we mentioned, are some tips for helping you to prepare um, for meals throughout the week. Right. And so we really want to talk about this because just throwing it out there and being completely honest, this is not an area that Larissa and I are very strong in. We're very good at getting this stuff, but we're not really good at preparing it ahead of time, which is why we tend to scramble in the mornings every morning, right? Yeah, we're always scrambling. It doesn't matter if we've done absolutely nothing all weekend, which never happens, but you know, I mean, we could have just sat around and done nothing all weekend. Come Monday morning, we'd still be getting up and scrambling for breakfast and snacks and you know, what are we going to make for dinner at, at 430? I'm thinking, oh, what am I going to do for dinner? You know, mm-hmm. every uh, single time. Yeah. And I just had lunch last week with a friend of mine who's, who has just lost 65 pounds using uh, the eat to live plan. And it's by it's a book by Dr. Joel Furman that's essentially vegan for the first six weeks of the program. And then it's very much just nutrition based, very healthy, mainly raw and a lot of un, uh, unprocessed foods, well, all unprocessed foods, mm-hmm. basically. And one of the things he one of the tips he provided to me was 
you've got to prepare ahead of time. He and his wife, he said, they're very fortunate that both of them like to cook. And so they like taking several hours out of their Saturday to get uh, in the kitchen and start to prepare some of the stuff ahead of time. That's where Larissa and I are not very strong. We don't really, neither one of us really likes to cook. Well, I like to cook, but I just get kind of bogged down and what am I going to make? And then I'll find a recipe and it's like, oh, this looks really good. Oh, I'm missing something. Yeah. And, you know, and then I'll kind of get derailed and, you know, then we have sandwiches or cereal. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't like to cook. <laughs> I, I really don't. And so this not, this isn't really, it's not really appealing to me to think about, you know, what to eat and stuff. I mean, when I was single, my refrigerator, oh, some of my friends used to laugh at me about my refrigerator. So yeah, <laughs> it okay. was pretty empty. It was like pizza rolls and beer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Larissa and I still don't have this down, as I mentioned, but we are trying to get better. So we wanted to share some of the things in our research that we found that we're going to try. And we're going to take some pictures also and share those with you guys of how we're trying to prepare our food throughout the week. Because the other thing is, is that not doing so really puts you in a position to make some bad decisions, right? Right. So as we've mentioned before, there's a lot of food out there that's vegetarian. Little Caesars cheese pizza is vegetarian. But, but doesn't mean it's good for doesn't you. Doesn't mean it's good for you. Lots of processed food and uh, foods and in ingredients in that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so meal planning starts with having a good list when you go grocery shopping. If you don't have a good list... Then when you get home, as Larissa mentioned, I mean, yeah, you're going to have some missing ingredients for certain recipes and stuff. But if you have a wide variety of some of the staples, then you're setting yourself up in a good position. Right. The other thing I think that's really important about putting yourself in a good spot is cleaning out your refrigerator and your pantry before you go to the grocery store. Because when you get home and if the refrigerator's a mess, and there's tons of leftovers and old food in there, you're just going to throw the stuff in there. You're not going to feel like, it's not going to feel, it's going to be very demotivating. Right, and I'm very guilty of that. Yeah. Of not cleaning it out before I go. And then I think one other thing is, uh, that will help you ensure that you have all of the things that you need is to kind of plan what you're going to cook before you go. That way, if you have some recipes or whatever, write them down or mark them in the uh, uh, the cookbooks that they're in and then add things to your list from that. Yeah. And I mean, I've done that before, but again, it's something that I just don't keep up with on a regular basis. And on, in the times where we have done that, we've been a lot more successful. Yeah, and that takes time too. It right. Does. So it don't does. feel like you have to plan out every single day. But it, that's why I was saying if you keep some staples around like and we're going to talk about these a little bit later, like pasta, mm -hmm. plenty of vegetables, beans. quinoa, beans. Yes. And plenty of greens. You're really putting yourself in a good position to be able to make a quick decision with some health healthy options. Right. OK, so when you get home. This is one of the things that I was reading about. Uh, there are a couple of ways you can do this. When you get home from the grocery store, the best thing to do is to fill the sink with water, distilled white vinegar, and rinse off, rinse off all your fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. We don't do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I I've done it sometimes, but and, and but just with the greens. Yeah. And what I do with the greens is I'll chop off the the like if it's kale or lettuce, I'll 
chop off or romaine, I'll chop off the stems, you know, or the base of it for, if it, for the lettuce, and then do the vinegar and water, and then um, kind of swish it around. And you can see all the dirt and grit that's in the bottom mm-hmm. of the sink. And then um, shake it out real well, uh, wrap it in a towel, and then you get the moisture off of it, and then spread it out on that towel and let it dry, and then put it in one of those uh, peak fresh bags that we use to store in the refrigerator. Yeah, and it's really important to do that, especially if you go to farmers markets because at the at the store they're trying to make them all pretty for you so they're very well sprayed off i mean that's not to say you don't wash them still but they're a little bit the ones that we get from the farmer's market are a little have they're a little bit pretty more much dirt. out of the ground right right which is great yeah I mean, but <laughs> but you have to clean you have to clean more. make sure to clean them and i also found and I'm, i posted this so i should say this right now i created a pinterest board for helping with meal prep. And um, I found a DIY spray that's similar to something that I think Dr. Oz sells his own, but this was like essentially the same thing. And you and I are lately about making our own cleaners. Mm -hmm. So this was, I put the recipe, so to speak, Mm -hmm. for that out there and to help you to spray your vegetables as well if if you're not into putting them in the sink like that. Oh, so that's something you can just like kind of make ahead and keep on hand in the spray, but oh, that's a good idea. I still think, I mean, you still would rinse them off and everything, but you wouldn't necessarily use it the same way. Right. Okay. Slice and chop items you anticipate you'll be using in smoothies or salads. This is another thing because I make, or juices, Mm -hmm. because I have a juice almost every morning that I take to work with me and I drink it around 10 a.m. And we're always doing this. This is the thing that takes us a lot of time. It takes you a lot of time, right? Mm Because usually I'm getting ready for work. Mm -hmm. So Larissa works from home. She works on our podcast uh, 100% of the time. And when I go off to work, she's kind of helping me get ready to go off to work. That's right. what I should say. And uh, so one of the things she's doing is she's making my juice for me and she's chopping vegetables. When really, if we did that today, which is Sunday, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. That would really help us. Now, you just want to be careful though. Like you don't want to chop too far ahead of time. Some of the vegetables and fruits have are a little more perishable than, than others. So we'll talk about some of the ones that you should do real time. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I like the smoothie bags. And this is what my friend who had lost a lot of weight on the eat to live plan was saying, he's like, Oh no, I make smoothie bags for every morning and I put them um, in the refrigerator and, or I think he puts them in the freezer. Mm. Yeah. He puts them in the free- freezer. And um, so every morning he's already got his smoothie bag ready. He doesn't have to worry about chopping up all the stuff. Yeah. That's an awesome idea. And I think that, yeah, for smoothies, I think it would be fine to do in the freezer because it's a blender and it'll blend it. But for juices, you don't want to freeze it. No, no. you can't, you can't juice frozen Food. Right, right. But we can chop it and put it in the refrigerator. Definitely. Yeah. So things like carrots and celery and, and things like that, cucumber, you could even slice cucumber or, you know, uh, have the cucumbers so they'll fit in the juicer and just put all of those in containers. And that way you'll have them and you can just pull them out, you know, for each day. And then that way each day you just add your fruits, like maybe um, slice an apple or do an orange or whatever it is that you want to add. Yep. Okay, and then celery, you can actually chop that into three to four inches, uh, three to four inch pieces and put that in water and it'll stay crisp. That's another thing Perfect. that that uh, tends to go pretty limp on oh, us earlier. It gets yeah, soggy. It's yeah it gets all like... soggy. So that's a good way to keep those crisp. And then also garlic cloves. We don't use a lot of garlic for cooking, but I can see how that's kind of a pain if you're relying on 
doing that real time. Yeah, the thing that I use with garlic, and I know it's it would be better for me to use the cloves, but I'm lazy. Um, so I use the bottled garlic, and I mean, there's nothing added to it. It's just chopped garlic that's in water, you know, and it's there's nothing added to it. So I use that, but for gar- yeah, for the the big heads of garlic, it would definitely be easier just to like pop them all apart, stick them in a container and in the fridge. Right, and just have them there ready to go. Okay, so let's talk about storage and reheating tips. Okay. Well, as you've heard us talk about before, plastic, we've gotten rid of, what, probably 80% of the plastic in our kitchen. Um, and that includes like drinking glasses and storage and, and everything like that. Um because and the reason that we did that is because the plastic contains chemicals. Now, today they're making the BPA free, you know, water bottles and and such, but a lot of the older Tupperware, all the old Tupperware, the the cheap plastic containers that you get at, you know, the dollar store or whatever are full of chemicals. And especially when you heat these. So if you have your food stored in those, you take it to work, pop in the refrigerator, it's lunchtime, you go to the break room, pop it in the microwave in that plastic container, you're just transferring all those chemicals via heat, you know, right into your food. And I mean, even just having food stored in there for longer periods of time is not good to have that contact with the plastic. So what we've switched to is Pyrex glass dishes with the lids. Now the lids are plastic, but you don't heat the lids. You don't, it doesn't, it has minimal contact with the food and it's not a cheap plastic. So that's what we've switched to. And I'll have um, some links in the show notes to affiliate links to the Pyrex where you can get them on Amazon. That's where I got them. I just ordered the sets on Amazon and they're amazing. Yeah. And you know, they're not cheap, but by the same token, I mean, it's yeah. ingesting chemicals or paying a little bit more to right. make sure that you're not getting that. Um, those chemicals from the plastic. Right. Well, you know, medical tests and, and chemotherapy aren't cheap either. Yep. So exactly. that's, I guess that's one way to look at it. Uh, and But these come in different sizes. Rubbermaid also makes some the, the similar glass dishes with the lids. And they're tempered glass. So that means they can withstand the changing temperatures. Like if you take it directly from your f- refrigerator to the microwave or to the oven, and it's not, it's not going to crack and... and you know, obviously you don't want to put it in a 500 degree oven from the refrigerator. Yep. And I know this because I use it to heat up my lunch. Yep. All right. So let's move on to stainless steel. Stainless steel. Now these, this is what we use for our water containers are that we put our drinking water in to, to carry with us. And right. you just, you just bought a glass one to keep it work, but yes. we have the stainless steel bottles and I love mine. Mine's a Camelback and yours is a clean, clean canteen. Clean canteen. And I I love mine. And they're so easy to wash and clean. And, and you can do the same. They make stainless steel like bento boxes for lunches. Um, the only thing that you need to remember is, of course, you can't microwave them because they're metal. Yeah. That would be bad. That would that be would like be very bad science experiment. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that they may not be oven safe. So... But you can always transfer it to something else if you're going to put it in the oven. Yeah, and we switched from those because we were drinking bottled water for a long time in the plastic containers. And there again, it's plastic. And Mm -hmm. I read something where if you leave it in the sun uh, or in your car in the sun, it's really bad because it releases a lot of chemicals. Right. Well, it's the same principle as like putting Tupperware in the microwave. Right. Um, And then also it's contributing to... um, 
harming the environment by having all those plastic bottles out there, and it costs money. Okay, so let's move on then. So you want to talk about breakfast? Let's talk about breakfast. I think that's my favorite meal of the day. Me too. Probably because I always wake up starving. And if I miss it, I am very grumpy. Yeah. You can't even eat lunch without eating breakfast first. No, I cannot. It's like (laughs) a thing with me. I can't, if we go out somewhere or if we're like on vacation or something and we wake up late, I can't go and eat lunch unless I've had breakfast food first. I'm weird. I know. I know. But anyway, uh, okay. So, so we already oh. talked a little bit about smoothies. So let's talk about some other things that you can have in the morning and make ahead of time, like one of my favorites, oatmeal. Mm-hmm. I like oatmeal. Larissa does not. But this is a good one to make in batch because we make it, I have it several times during the week and we make it one at a time. And mm-hmm. yes, it doesn't take that long. But again, it's about finding these little ways of saving a few minutes here and there. Right. Well, and the thing about it is in the morning when I'm downstairs in the kitchen, I'm doing 10 things at once. I'm monitoring the oatmeal. I am cutting and juicing. I'm cutting fruit and and vegetables and juicing them. I'm getting snacks together. I'm getting the plates out for the, the, you know, I'm making toast. So I'm doing all these things. And then I'm negotiating with Molly for trades in the middle of all this. (laughs) Uh, And if if you follow us on Facebook, you'll know what we mean. Um, But anyway, so... Oatmeal is a really good one. Any hot cereal like that, you can make it in larger batches. Go ahead and portion it into glass dishes. Put it, put them in the refrigerator, and then you can just grab it and go. And that's good for breakfast, but it's also good for snacks. Sometimes you'll take your leftover oatmeal in the morning if you don't eat it all and just stick it in a bowl and have it for a snack. Right. And... Uh, then the other thing, you can do that with cold cereal as well. You can go ahead and portion it into bowls, just cover it, you know, set those in your pantry, and then you can just grab a bowl and have some soy milk and go. Yeah. And then there's waffles and pancakes. And we just found some really good frozen waffles, though, didn't we? Yeah. Who's the maker of those? Nature's Path. There's, those are the same ones. as the same company that does the cereals that we like. Um, now, of course, we're kids at heart, so we eat the <laughs> Nature's Path um, Enviro Kids cereals. <laughs> um, Vicky likes the Leap and Lemurs. Lemurs, yeah. And I do the Panda Puffs. <laughs> How old are we? I know. Uh, but they're so good. They are good. And they're non-GMO. They're vegan. They're organic. Um Good stuff. But yeah, so we just discovered their waffles. And now I gave you the hemp ones this morning. I didn't, I forgot to tell you. I like those. Did they you like had them? hemp seeds in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've got a bunch of different varieties. I meant to ask you because we got the home style and we got the hemp ones. And mm-hmm. I, I uh, was going to ask you because it tasted a little different than the ones we had last week, which are the home style, but it was good. Still good. Cool. So I'll put that, I can put that in the show notes, what those are. Uh, But anyway, if you make, you can make waffle, you can have those or you can make waffles and pancakes on the weekend for like a a nice brunch and then just make extra. And I like to do this is I'll make extra waffles or pancakes. And then just once they're done, put them on a cooling rack, like a cookie, like you would cool cookies on, let them cool really well, put them in a container with uh, wax paper or parchment paper in between them. And just pop it in the freezer. And then you can just put your toaster on, you know, frozen setting or whatever it is and reheat those. All right. So let's talk about lunch. Lunch. Now, I have not been historically a big salad eater at lunch, but I'm starting to be more of a salad eater now. As you know, when we went to the farmer's market yesterday, I loaded up on spinach and kale and everything that goes into a salad. Right. We also have a very good salad bar at my work. 
But it's like, you know, and it's reasonably priced considering it's pretty huge. It's like $5 for a really big salad. So that's not that's not too bad. But you can make it cheaper at home, right? Right. And at home, you can control what goes into it and you know where your ingredients came from. That's right. So that's that's the other advantage. And, that's you know, right. $5 a pop, it does add up after a while. It does. Because if, even if it's every day, that's $25 a week, right? Yeah. $100 a month. So, yeah. All right, so one of the things I had wanted to experiment with that I have not done, but if you go out to Pinterest, you'll find a lot of these, are the mason jar salads. Those look so good. Now, they don't hold a lot of salad, though, Mm -hmm. because on the Eat to Live plan, and I'm not really doing the Eat to Live plan, but I am trying to modify some of my habits based on that. So I've been doing a lot more vegan lately. I've been, like I said, doing the smoothies in the morning and then trying to do salads at lunchtime. You have to have a pretty big salad. The, Mm -hmm. The... plan calls for you to have like a pound of vegetables a day. So, uh, you know, a big salad is what's going to help fill you up. So you're not feeling like you're starving and then craving junk food later in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, quite honestly, maybe I have to take two. I'm not really sure. Of Of the mason jars. Of the mason jars. Well, now the thing is you can get different size mason jars. That's a pretty big mason jar. The one that I I saw uh, that I was looking at yesterday called for a five-quart mason jar. So, I mean, there are different sizes. And you can find them at, I mean, heck, you can go to a thrift store or a flea market or, you know, garage sale, and you can pick up jars all over the place. Oh, that's good to know, because I didn't know there was like five-quart ones. Not that I would make a salad that big, but I mean, it's good to know there's different sizes. Because when I was thinking of them, I was thinking of the ones we have here right now. Oh, no. That's not very big at all. Okay, I'll (laughs) need three of those. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like three salads, please, for for lunch. No, but no, you can get different sizes. And I, I really, I would highly recommend just going, next time you're at a flea market or thrift store or something, just... Just browse around and I'm sure you can find some, you know, for a quarter. So the basic idea with packing the salads in the jars is that you want to start with the heaviest and most non-absorbent ingredients with the dressing on the bottom. Okay, so you put the dressing you in put first. put the dressing in the first and like the heavier stuff that's not going to get all soaked up with the dressing, if that makes sense. So like maybe cherry tomatoes or sliced tomatoes. Yeah, I would probably put onions down there. Yeah, things like that. And so at the very top, obviously, that's where you want the salad greens to be because that would be the most absorbent. And then it won't get, it won't get yucky, uh, right? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So I guess as long as you don't tip it over. That's right. So <laughs> the idea is you don't you don't want to be turning this thing up, you know, throw this in your bag and it's because then that's going to defeat the purpose of right. the, or it's going to defeat the way you, you set your strategy with that. Right. But when you eat these, and I thought, well, how do you eat these in this little jar? But you you shake it up really well and then you put it in a big bowl. Oh, well, that yeah. makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Now, if I, I think I read that you can do, because these will stay fresh in your refrigerator for like five to six days. Yes. So you can do them on Sunday. Yes. And if you work throughout the week, you can do, you know, one for every day of the week or for every however many days you want a salad, just make one of these, pop it in your refrigerator and then just pull it out each morning you want one. Right. And this is where I was talking about there's certain foods, though, you don't want to put in there. You want to make put those in there real time. And that is like avocados Mm, or hard boiled eggs. You don't want to put that in there. No, you'll you should do that on that day. But other than that, I mean, you have everything, you know, chopped, cleaned, already put together, assembled for you. And, you know, that would be a good idea for picnics. Yeah. I mean, how awesome would that be? Yeah. Get one of those giant jars and just fill it up. Yeah. Cool. All right, and then so for sandwiches, whether you use meat or not, 
you want to prepackage veggies in baggies and we use re- reusable ones. So Larissa had purchased some and we have links to those on our mm-hmm. Amazon store as right. well, right? And I can include them in the show notes too. Yeah. Or small glass containers. Right. To, to pack veggies. Right. You also want to keep condiments at work if you have a place to store them so you won't have to fuss with packaging small amounts. I really don't use condiments right. much anymore, but I'm not a big sandwich eater anyways. Right. I don't, need, I don't really care for sandwiches that much. Right. Oh, except one that they make it work. Remember uh, I told you the oh, avocado? Yeah, yeah that yeah, was really good. I think you good. brought one home one day yeah. when you ate it. Great. Home. But yeah. I don't really eat sandwiches. Um, and then take individually portioned food made on the weekends. Now, this is where I think we can do really do a good job because when you make something like your lasagna or mm, chili. chili or a big thing of pasta or some sort of casserole, mm. we're really good about using it then, right? And I'll yeah. take it for lunch and we'll even maybe reheat it for another dinner. So this is a good opportunity to portion these out and then have them ready to go. Well, oh, enchiladas, you do that too. A lot of them you can even freeze. And see, that's what we're guilty of is we always, not, well, not always, but a lot of the time, well, I'll make like a big pan lasagna and we'll just like ooh and all ah over it and we'll eat it like two or three times, but we invariably end up with like two slices left, right? right. If I had just popped two slices in the freezer when I first made it, I wouldn't have that problem. And then you'd have lunches. Right. You know? Okay, so are we ready to move into dinner? Yes. And then after this, let's go get make dinner because I'm hungry. Yes, I'm hungry too. Okay, so we talked about leftovers, and we will do that with certain things. But this is why when you do it on the weekends, it's so much easier. You're making dinner. You, you, know, you might say, well, I don't have time to do it. Well, what happens then is you're going to have to make time at some point, right? You're going to have to either do it during the week or you're going to be tempted by those fast food places. Right. Right. Another thing that we really like to make, and we're pretty good at this, is stir fries. And this is why I was saying when you go to the grocery store, it's so important that you have some of the staples well stocked and a good variety of vegetables because stir fries are so easy to make, right? Oh, super easy. I mean, it's just, it's kind of like when you do vegetables for a smoothie or a juice, you know, it's just a bunch of vegetable prep, essentially. And then you just heat, heat a little oil, toss it all in the wok and stir away and you know and then i usually i'll make some rice or or like noodles on the side rice noodles or uh ramen noodles on the side and then just toss it all up with that when you serve it and it's just so easy but that's too i mean you could if you want to say if you want if you say okay i want to have stir fry one day this week just go ahead and just get a big bowl chop all your vegetables, your bok choy. I like to use bok choy, leeks. I like leeks instead of onions, um, but then I'll use green onions. So your bok choy, your leeks, your onions, your carrots, celery, anything you want, your broccoli, just chop it all up, dump it in that thing, except for mushrooms. Don't do the mushrooms until you're ready. Mm-hmm. So it'll get nasty. Um, and cover it and throw it in the refrigerator. And then you have your stir fry for whatever night you want to use it. Okay, and then another one is pizzas. Mm-hmm. You and I just found some I think it was a Whole Foods brand Mm -hmm. of pizza crust. And that's so easy, right? And Mm -hmm. it's so much better for you. Like we were talking about Little Caesars, because I know that's one of your downfalls. When you're like rushed and pressed for time, she'll go get a $5 pizza. Yes. And it's vegetarian, but again, it's (laughs) highly processed. Right. And then the the pizza crust, a lot of times I'll make pizza crust at home, like if it's on a weekend or a Friday night. But the ones that we got are, they're easier. They're the packaged ones that it's the whole crust, but it's whole grain. It's, you know, non-GMO and all that stuff. So that's a better alternative. Yeah. And then casseroles, Mm -hmm. that's a really good one, especially when it's the two of us, right? Because that can be several meals. 
And then you can combine it. I mean, you if you make a casserole, like I have a broccoli and cauliflower gratin that I'll make, and you can combine that. You can have some leftover of that with leftover uh, vegetable pot pie, you know, and just combine them throughout the week so you have different meals. And then rice and quinoa. Now, that's a really good one to make ahead of time because you can just put that in your refrigerator and you can do so many things with Mm -hmm. that. And that goes back to repurposing certain things. So that could be served with maybe your stir fry one time or then you can serve um beans rice and beans Uh yeah yeah you can mix rice in with eggs if you you eat eggs um sometimes i'll make rice and i love you're not too big on fried rice but i love fried rice and sometimes that's good and you know with when you make fried rice you need cold leftover rice and so that's a good one to do okay let's talk about snacks okay Raw veggies, obviously, these are really good to cut up and have ready to go in little baggies or recyclable baggies or little Mm -hmm. containers. Nuts, now that's really easy because I just go and buy like the pistachios and I'll just keep those at my desk. Now with nuts, you want to be careful though because they have a lot of calories and we had talked about this in a previous episode. You don't want to like have the whole jar there because you will mindlessly eat them. So make sure you kind of portion them out. But I usually do that at my desk and that's not a big deal. I'll just usually take out what a portion size is. Right. Maybe put them on a napkin or keep a little container in your drawer or something. Yeah. And if you're a vegetarian like us, uh, hard boiled eggs. That's another one. I There's a coworker of mine that had like she keeps in the refrigerator like a like a bag of them to eat throughout the week as a snack so and when you when you boil them you can go ahead and peel them yeah that's what she does yeah just go ahead and peel them put Uh them all in a container and then you can just grab one and go you don't have to worry about peeling it and and all that mess uh how about muffins Mm -hmm. that's awesome mini muffins are good because you can have those for breakfast you can have those for snack Mm -hmm. very good and then hummus with veggies. I just bought some hummus. I bought some green chili hummus. Yum. And of course, you know, what I, you know what I have to say, right? Hummus, hummus, hummus. <laughs> I have to say that every time. I just can't help it. Uh, and then homemade granola. That's another good one. And you can have that with milk, too. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, cereal. And it's very filling. Yeah. And you could probably even make clusters out of it. Just add like a binder, maybe like some peanut butter. And that way you can eat them, you know, kind of as a pop in your mouth snack. So then just one final tip, and that is make it fun. Put on some good music. Use it as a bonding time with your significant other or your kids. I mean, it doesn't have to be a drag. So try to make it fun. Make it, an you know, food is very sociable anyways, right? So making it into some sort of, uh, you know, having the kids help with something uh, that's not dangerous. Right. (laughs) Uh, You know, things like that. It's, it can be a really good time to bond with your family. Right. And don't, and make sure that you don't get stuck with all the cleanup either. Like me? Like you. Yeah. (laughs) When I cook, it's like, I swear, it's like a tornado hits the kitchen. Yeah. I, when I cook, I try to put everything towards the sink and Larissa like tries to put everything away from the sink. <laughs> There's like dishes in the living room. There's like room stuff on and... the sofa. <laughs> well, my mom says I get that from my grandmother. So at least I come by it right. honestly. <laughs> okay. So let's move into the recipe of the week. All right. The recipe this week is a vegan taco chili. Ooh, that sounds good. It is. I, I was uh, looking for some slow cooker recipes because I thought, again, these are really good. They lend themselves to leftovers throughout the week. And I found one that I pinned to our vegan Pinterest board. So head on out there and look up uh, vegan taco chili. Now, this one is from all recipes, but I, as I was reading this recipe, 
started thinking through some modifications that I personally would want to make. So I'm going to ask Larissa, since she usually takes care of this, to create our own recipe based off of that one. All right. And I want to call it the San Antonio Slow Cooker Chili. Oh, that sounds good to All me. All right. Okay, so we'll take pictures of that and all that, but I just like totally committed you. To yeah, it. you did. That's okay. I need that. I need someone to say, you're yeah, going to do you're this. You're going to do that. So anyways, um, so be looking for our version of that also. Cool. Okay, so let's move into the quote of the week. All right. It's a good one. It is a good one because it completely relates to what we're talking about here. This quote is from Benjamin Franklin, and he says, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. That's awesome. That is awesome. And again, if you want to eat healthy, you got to put yourself in the best position to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And the way you do that is by setting aside some time and really just strategizing your week. Right, right. So I got a quick question for you. Okay. How many quotes do you think Benjamin Franklin has like out there? Oh, he has tons, <laughs> tons. Because I'm a quote geek, as yeah, you know. Yeah, you are. That's why I asked Yeah, him. he has tons. I mean, Very you smart say, like, man. Thousands. I mean, with everything he's written, everything he's done, I wouldn't be surprised if there was thousands of his quotes out there. Very um, smart man. Yeah. All right, so we'll be sharing some meal prep pictures, as I've mentioned, because we're committing ourselves here to this. Uh, so be looking out for our pictures on Facebook, and we'll also be putting them on our Pinterest board, as I said I created. And by the way, I created another Pinterest board for St. Patrick's Day. Ooh. Yes, so there's two new boards out there, so be sure to take a look. And if you are inspired and you start to use some of the meal prepping tips that we've provided you today... Feel free to take a picture and share those with us. Either send them to us via email or on our Facebook page or let's see how else they can, they can get it to us. That's probably uh, the best way. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, and then also, please stop by the show notes for this episode and leave us a comment telling us what you thought about the show or leave a voice message on our site. We look so forward to hear, hearing from you guys. So please be sure to drop us a line when you get a chance. And also, if you find value in what we're providing to you here, please go out to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. We really appreciate that because it helps people to find us. Yes, thank you so much. And I am excited to see who our next voicemail will be from. So maybe it's you. All right, I think that's all for today. Okay, well, thank you so much and we'll catch you next time. On to episode 40. All right. Peace out. Bye. Hey, Veg Centers, thanks so much for joining us today. Please be sure to visit our website at www.vegetarianzen.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Vegetarian Zen or on Twitter at Vegetarian Zen. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.